You're listening to Echo the Podcast. On this episode, we chatted with rising artist, Hade. Listening to Hade's discography is like reading a page from his journal. With each chord, Hade exposes his innermost thoughts and provides comfort in the realization that none of us are alone in our feelings or struggles. Following his viral track, Changes, a song about our world evolving faster than we are, his new single, Closure, addresses the relatable confusion that comes with heartbreak. We chatted with a Michigan-based artist about Closure, his upcoming debut EP, and his next chapter. Take a listen. My name is Hayden. I'm a 19-year-old from West Michigan in the Midwest. And yeah, I make music as a genre, I probably say it's like chill, pop, singer, songwritery. Um, yeah, that's that's the. I, would say. That, I think that's a really good description too. And I <laughs> wanted to congratulate you too. You just signed your first record deal with Interscope. How does it feel? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, these are things as kids that you dream about. But yeah, to be honest, I just did not expect any of it. It's just been the craziest year, like in general, obviously 2020, I think for everybody has been, but it's just been a crazy, just so many changes and transitions. And it's just funny, like an ironic, I think, uh, wrote a song called Changes and it brought so many changes to my life um, that I never would have expected. Um, so it's surreal. It's great. It's weird. It's weird. Like not being in school. If I'm mm-hmm. honest, like I was doing zoom classes and all that stuff. Um, and so now to be in this spot where like all my friends are working and like going to school and I'm just chilling at home, <laughs> <laughs> my parents just making music. It's, it's great. That's awesome. Was music something that you always wanted to pursue? I would say so. I mean, it's, it's always hard to say like from, a you know, being a little kid, like, yeah, I always wanted to to do that. Cause there's so many things that I like doing, you know, yeah. for so long, I wanted to be a writer and I guess I am one with songwriting, but like, I loved reading books and, um, but no, I would say, honestly, I would say, yes, I always wanted to have a platform like that. And we found, I was with my mom the other day and we found an old video of me, like as a kid, just jamming out on the piano, um, pretending to be a rock star and all that stuff. So I would say, yeah, I always wanted to be a singer, um, but I didn't know that it was actual, actually possible, you know, until now. Yeah, everything kind of started with changes and it blowing up on TikTok. What was it like to see that go viral? Yeah, it's crazy. I, <laughs> I know I, I started on the TikTok grind last summer because my friend Anson He's a really great songwriter and artist too, but he was blowing up through TikTok. He was one of the first artists to really put all his music on. So he kept telling me to post my songs on TikTok, but for the longest time I was like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be <laughs> yeah. that guy. Um, but finally, you know, in quarantine, I really had nothing better to do. So I started to post um, some of my music on TikTok. And at the beginning, you know, it's just kind of slow growth. You don't really you never really know what video could go viral. So I remember posting, um, I think it was early September. It was the first video of changes where I'm just like sitting there and play it's the song is playing. Mm-hmm. And I, I really just didn't think anything of it. Like I posted it and then I, I think I went golfing with my dad and I came back and I checked my phone and it was like 10,000 followers or something. Wow. And then I was like, what in the world? So I started freaking out. And then I told my parents and we were all kind of like, yeah, just freaking out. So 
it's, it's just like a rush. I feel like that's the best way to explain it. Um, it's just a rush. Like when you, you can refresh the page and there's thousands of more views, like every, um, it's crazy. Yeah. That's a really personal song to you. Um, and like, you're very vulnerable in it. How did it feel to see people resonating with that message and that feeling? Oh, I mean, it's, it's the best. It's like the greatest honor in the world. Honestly, like I love, I feel like as a songwriter, one of my jobs is, um, I would say almost like a translator. Like you kind of take these abstract feelings and that people like feel like we all feel them. Um, but it's hard sometimes for somebody to put them into words. So I feel like as a songwriter, it's kind of my job to take those abstract feelings and then actually tangibly, like, here's a song that is that emotion, you know? Yeah. And so to get like all these messages, all these DMS about how the song has impacted people. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't re- I really don't have words because it's, it's easy to like, um, see like, okay, it has like millions in, of plays or millions of views. And it's like, Oh, that's so sick. But sometimes that's just those numbers become statistics and you can't mm-hmm. really wrap your head around like, Oh my word, like <laughs> millions of people listening to this song, but it, it really is surreal when you get all these like personal messages and emails, excuse me, from fans saying how it impacted them. And then on top of that, um, like that's such an honor itself, but really that song was almost like therapeutic and an outlet for me, you know? So that song was just as much for me as anybody else. So, um, to get that reaction, which I was not expecting, um, is surreal, truly. That's so awesome. And so do you find songwriting cathartic for you? What do you mean when you say cathartic? Like kind of, um, like a almost therapy to oh, sure. process like things that are going on in your life. Yeah, I would say so. I think, um, a lot of my songs are just, um, emotions that I felt before, you know, whether it is going through a heartbreak or going through changes or trying to resist, um, those transitions in life and stuff like all the songs I've released up until this point have really been personal songs for me. Um, and just like I was saying, I think it's very therapeutic for me just to, it's just, uh, it's nice to like take those emotions that we feel and just like put them into words, I guess. So me doing that, even if a song doesn't come out, I mean, me just journaling or writing lyrics and stuff really is, yeah, like calming to me. Um, and it helps me really like get a hold of where I'm at, you know, and what I'm feeling and stuff. So it's definitely therapeutic for me. And you just released your new single closure, which definitely feels like a release. (laughs) And like, um, can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration for that song? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wrote that song. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's a crazy story. I'll try to be pretty brief with it, but basically I wrote that song last summer in 2020. Um, I, it's funny because that was one of the first songs that really wasn't, I didn't really go through an experience like that. Um, and so everyone messaged me like, Oh, are you okay? Like the song, <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, well, it's funny. Cause it really, I just wrote it. Like it really is not relatable to me. Um, what's relatable is like the emotion behind it. Um, so for a lot of like my songwriting, I think what's really important is like you said, being vulnerable, but also the emotion behind songs. And so obviously 
that song is sad. (laughs) But I think on top of that, um, what I really wanted to try to write with that song, I wanted to try to tackle the the like confuse the confusion, I guess, that goes on after a heartbreak because there's so many songs out there that are sad and really, you know, get that emotion. But um, there's not a lot that that talk about the confusion. Like mm-hmm. I, I've gone through a heartbreak before, and obviously it's really sad. But just as much, it's confusing. Like you have all these questions. Like could I have done better? Like you know, did I fall in love too soon, or or was it yeah. too late? things that the song kind of talks about. Um, and so, yeah, well, the song itself, like that situation or that experience isn't, I didn't really go through something like that, but that emotion I definitely have felt before. And I think a lot of people have. Um, and so that was kind of the heart behind the song, the journey from the song, like being written to coming out was just, Oh my word. I mean, it was just like uh, insane. So basically, like I said, I wrote the song last summer. I, I sent it to my manager um, and label kind of in the fall. And I was like, Hey, what do you guys think of this? And they're like, well, we really don't like it. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I was like, Oh, that stinks. Like I, th- I feel like it's pretty good. And they're like, well, yes, it's good. But it's just like, we think you could, you know, tweak it a little bit or make it a little better. And so almost in defiance, I like posted a TikTok of it and that went viral almost to be like, <laughs> I'm telling you this song, like people like this song. <laughs> And so, but as that video went viral, that was simultaneously changes was going viral on TikTok. So we really kind of focused on changes and put closure to the side for a couple months. Um, and then I brought it up again and I was like, guys, like, I think this is the next song we should release, but it was the same thing of like, well, we think you should rewrite this. And, and I don't say that to put the label down They're They're amazing. My manager is the best and they, it, yeah, it's, it's really great. Um, I feel like you learn through like criticism and it ends up being something even greater when you get that type of feedback. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's nice. It's just good to take advice from someone, especially like my manager and label, like they know what they're doing, you know, they want it where they are. (laughs) So yeah, I I owe a lot of credit to them because we did rewrite some of the chorus and verse. And um, I think the song turned out a lot better. Um, and it was just funny because a couple months ago I, I posted another TikTok of it again, like in defiance of like, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. we need to release this. And that video went viral more than changes and more than any video I had. And so that was kind of the tipping point where like, okay, we just need to release this song. And so after months of like writing and producing it out, we finally put it out. So yes, yeah, sorry to circle all the way back to your question. It was, it was great for me to finally release that and like, be done with it because I was living with that song for months and months and months. And well, I'm super proud of it. I don't think people realize sometimes like artists listen to their songs while they're making it like thousands of times. Yeah. And so I've heard that song, you know, so much. And so <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy it's out. And now like other people can enjoy it and hopefully relate to it. It's really cool in a song. You've included like little snippets of like a cassette player, birds, yeah. like memories. Where did those come from and why did you choose to include that? Sure. I'm, I'm really happy you asked that. Nobody really asked yeah. that. That's honestly my favorite part of the song. Uh, yeah, to me, um, I viewed the song almost like cinematically where I listen or I make music and I just have like... Um, a picture in my head of what it should look like or what a music video would look like, if that kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So for that song, 
well, it is a sad song and really touches on like the confusing aspect of like a heartbreak. Um, I wanted the song to be set up where the verse pre-chorus chorus, like those really tackle the, um, you're just being vulnerable and introspective. Like, man, did, did could I have done better? Like sometimes like maybe we would have fell in love, like when we were older, like all these things. And so then those transitions and little snippets of different sounds to me are just different memories. Um, so I almost picture it as flashbacks for somebody of like, like, um, I think like some of them were like fireworks going off and like kids laughing. Um, but another one is like two people arguing. And so all these different things in a relationships, like the fighting and like the good times. And then there's a little snippet of changes in there too. Like a lot of that, um, to me are just memories and flashbacks, like almost as a couple or, you know, things that you go through when you're by yourself after a heartbreak. And so to me, that's kind of where the idea came from. And then it was really cool just to get to mess with those different sounds. It's pretty funny too, because the first, the first one is two people arguing. Like if people, if you can pick up on that. Um, but I didn't have someone else to like argue with. So I literally was right here in this chair in my room with a microphone, just like arguing with myself. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Then I had to like edit it to make it sound like a girl. So it was so funny because yeah, I was literally just sitting here arguing with myself and I felt really stupid, but I think it turned out pretty cool. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) It's funny because like, I feel like with your songs, it's kind of like an introspective thing. So it's almost like those inner dialogues spilling out into your music. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. And I read that when you were originally writing it, you were thinking of it possibly being a duet. Do you see in the future, maybe releasing an alternative version as a duet? Sure. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. So that's kind of part of the craziness of the story of, and how it got released and stuff. So originally I was going to sing on it with my friend, Sarah Kays, who is also a great songwriter and artist and like one of my closer friends in the industry. Um, and so, yeah, for a couple months, we kind of sent it back and forth and we're playing with it. Um, it ended up just not working out for her to be on it, which is totally okay. Um, but yeah, so it was going to be a duet. Um, I still would do it as a duet. I think, um, I think that would be really cool. My manager keeps telling me that I should post a TikTok, like asking people to duet it and and all that stuff. Oh, you totally should. People would love that. That's how I spend my Monday. I really should make a TikTok about that. Um, Exactly. No, I'm still open to having it be a duet, but as it is now, yeah, it's just kind of a solo thing. If you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to changes or closure, what do you imagine it looking like? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I've been kind of thinking that recently I've been talking to my manager cause we're just talking about touring and stuff like that. And hopefully as the world opens up, like I'm starting to see all these artists and a lot of my friends, you know, start to planning all these insane tours and stuff. Yeah. So I think in the fall, there's just so many artists like going on tour, which is great, but there's just so many to choose from. So I think for me in an ideal situation to just hear like not only changes in closure, but just some of my music, um, I think it might be fun. Like it would be fun, like in a big, like an arena, you know, not, I'm not that big, but like with a ton of people, that sounds so awesome. Um, but I think it would be really cool almost in a smaller, more intimate setting. Um, 
I don't know, you know, with maybe like a hundred or 200 people and it's just like you and them and just singing that song, because like you said, it's very personal, I guess for me and very vulnerable. And I think that would be a cool setting just to get to meet people, you know, because it's easy when you have so many fans or all these listeners, again, it's just statistics, but to Mm -hmm. actually like do like smaller settings and playing these songs with people and getting to know people and I think that would be really cool. I feel like that would be the most ideal. Um, so I'm hoping like in the fall or in the spring, you know, we're able to do that. That would be so sweet. That would be awesome. I feel like it would be really cool to in the background to play the memories, like you said, behind yeah. you or something. It would be really cool just to have that set up. Yeah, that's such a, I should write that down. That's a yeah. good idea. <laughs> A big screen behind me of like the music video. Exactly. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you in regards to like you mentioned that you see things in your mind visually as you're writing. Do you see yourself directing any of your music videos in the future? Oh, that would be I I truly have not even thought about that, but I think that would be really cool. Um Cause like I said, like when I was little, there's so many things I wanted to do. So I loved writing. So I was like, I'm going to be a, a writer. I'm going to write all these books. And I was reading Harry Potter yeah. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and then it was like, Oh, I want to make music. But, um, I love movies and cinematography. Like I, in college, um, I got my associate's degree. And while I was like in school doing that, um, I, I always wanted to do music, but I didn't know like for sure that it would work out, you know, um, because signing the deal this is before changes like all this traction and so i thought it would be wise just to have a fallback you know just in case music doesn't work out and so i actually was pursuing um cinema because that's just super interesting some of my friends are in that realm and like um some of my really close friends who i write songs with are like direct move like write movies which i have no idea i saw the other (laughs) like one of my best friends wrote like this insane movie that's coming out. I was like, you never never told me that you write movies. Um, so I would love to do that. And even not only for my music, but to have one of my songs in in another film or, um, just to like work on a movie. It like my music, just, you can put that aside. That doesn't even matter. Just to work on a movie would be so cool that that's on the bucket list for sure. We'll, we'll see if, if we get there, but That'd be really cool. That would be awesome. I hope you do get yeah. there because that, that's really cool. And you have are you, you're working on a project, right? Or like an are you working on an album? Yeah, we're working. We're planning a EP within the next few months. That's so exciting. What can fans expect from that? Yeah, I think um, a lot of like like changes in closure. I think as far as the songs go, just very vulnerable open just raw songs I think just staying in that vein of how I've been writing music and stuff but um yeah we're kind of planning it out I have a lot of songs that are like pretty much done and we're wrapping up which I'm really really proud of um and so I think um just within the next few months releasing you know like five or six songs would be great because um for so long I've just been doing like a single and then waiting three months months and then another single. So I've never really released like a body of work. So I think it would be really cool. And I don't know how much I can say, but basically I have this really cool idea that not only is it like this EP, but there's just a strings, a string of like 
uh, different bodies of work that are like all connected um, through the realm of like storytelling, um, which I know is like very broad and stuff, but I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so I think within the next few months, releasing an EP is, is uh, going to happen. That's so exciting. I was wondering that too, because I noticed on your cover art, it had, I think it like chapter one, chapter two. Yeah. So it they're, the plan, it seems like will be that they're all going to be connected in some way. Yeah, I think that would be sick. I, I've seen other artists like try to do that. And to the extent that it is pretty cool, like Ed Sheeran, you know, ha- has all his different albums, like Plus, Divide, Multiply, all these, which are really cool if connected like that. But something that's just really appealing to me is the hero's journey. Um, and so pretty much like with novels or storytelling, every book pretty much follows the same like outline. And so it's like, you have your main character and they're living like they're just normal life. And then there's this call to action or like this divine calling, or they just, this experience where like they have this destiny now where they have to do something, you know, they have to complete this task. And so then they leave like their old self and their old way of life behind. They go on this journey, like there's ups and downs, you know, and then they get like in this really dark spot, but then right at the very end is this climax and like this arrival. So yeah, I think I, that's just so appealing to me. And I've just never seen an artist like take that or just anything like that. And then combine like not only one or two or three like bodies of work, but like every, everything I do like in that realm, I think would be so cool. So it's, that it's all would the, be awesome. It'll happen. Yeah, in my head, it's so cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I hope it turns out how I envision it. But so far, it's going really well. Even you just describing it, get like lost in the story. I'm so excited to see how it plays out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. And kind of speaking of heroes and stuff, do you have like a quote or a catchphrase that you've heard you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Oh, my. Um, That's such a good question. I would say just like a nice quote that I like. I don't even know if it's a quote. It's kind of just something that I made up, but it's in my Instagram bio and it's like soul is greater than world. It it comes from like a proverb and stuff, but it's pretty much, um, I have it right above me. Actually, there's like a, a thing I wrote. It says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? Um, which is really like important to me, but, um, that's a good question. I've never even thought about that. So I was going live on Instagram the other day and someone asked me what my favorite metaphor was. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even, <laughs> yeah. I don't even. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say like soul is greater than world. Um, that's just really cool. And like really personal to me. I, th- I think that's a great mantra to have. It's keeps you down to earth, especially like totally. when all this stuff is going on around you and this excitement of like going viral, like staying grounded and it seems like you are you're oh thank you oh i i think um i just have a lot of friends like i've i've been really um i'm really grateful for like all the all the things that have gone down the last few months but i've i've made a lot of friends in the music industry and just talking with them and talking with people it's like i don't think people realize sometimes like we're always chasing something. And so even like a lot of my friends who are like these really high up music people have all these fans, like all the fame, all the money, 
they're just as sad, if not more sad than like, you know, my other friends. So it's like, I don't think people realize like everyone is chasing something, but it, it's, um, yeah, it's just nice having the perspective of like, there's always something to chase that like, we're always going to want more, you know? So when you realize like you could have the whole world and still not be satisfied is I think it really does keep you grounded and it's helped me keep me grounded. Um, numbers are all relative and all that. And I know I'm still maybe a more smaller artist, but just like the growth within the past year has just been crazy. And so that's really helped me, I think, keep me grounded. I think that's great. And kind of to go off that, um, how can people follow you on your journey? Like what social are you on and everything? Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, on Instagram, I think it's just Hayden music. And then I'm also on TikTok. Like I said, a lot of this started on TikTok. So there's a lot of fun, creative, very interactive content on TikTok. Um, so I probably should know my TikTok handle. <laughs> <laughs> music by Hayde. Both are like verified. So I think if people just type in Hayde, like they'll find it. And like YouTube and Spotify, it's just under Hayde. Um, and so if people want to help or just like be a part of the journey, I just you know, not to like plug myself, but just listen yeah. to the, just like, um, share it and just let it like speak to you. If that makes sense, you know, because I think that's something really cool with my music or I guess one of my desires is that people listen to my music and it just kind of takes them back in like whatever spaces there are spaces there are, they can just fill it with their own experience and let the song like mean something to them, you know? So there's the rundown. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.